Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Love, Life, and Law of Attraction, the show that is all about helping you find the love you want in your life and loving the life you have right now. World-class experts, thought-provoking topics, and conversations and tools that are going to help you live the life you really want starting today. So pour yourself a cup of tea, have a seat, and get ready to join Love, Life, and Law of Attraction. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Love, Life, and Law of Attraction. This is Lisa Hayes, your Law of Attraction relationship coach, and I am here with my snoring dogs, hopefully they keep it down, coming to you from cloudy Olympia, Washington, but it's not raining right now, so that is a good thing, and we are coming down towards the end of the year, and it occurred to me I hadn't done a radio show for I don't know how long, a long time, so I thought it might be a good time to pop in and talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions for your relationship. Because I think that this time of year, everybody's making plans and they've got big goals and they're doing that thing that we do down towards the end of the year. And very often relationships get overlooked in that process. So specifically today, we're talking about romantic relationships. But this might be a good time to set some intentions, at least, for how you want all of your relationships in your life to flow your friendships, your family relationships, your co-worker relationships, all of it. Because there is no aspect of our lives that has as much impact on our overall life satisfaction as relationships do. I mean, we live in a world where we experience ourselves relating to people. And if those relationships are smooth and satisfying and loving and nurturing, that has a massive impact on our happiness levels. And if they're rocky and rough and jagged, that also has an impact, just not in the way we want it to. So I think intention about our relationships is really important. Like not allowing our relationships to go on autopilot is a big deal. And it happens really easily. Like we tend to think a lot about our health this time of year. We tend to think a lot about money and career this time of year. But if we were incorporating relationship planning in that process, I think it can make all of the rest of it even more beautiful, even more fantastic, even more amazing. So just taking a little bit of time to really focus on what it is we actually want to feel and experience in relationships makes a lot of difference. I mean, Huna philosophy says energy goes where attention flows. And so this is a wonderful time to just sit with yourself and maybe your beloved or your family and talk. Give some attention to your relationships so that the energy, the kind of energy you want, can actually pour into them. 
So what I have created for you today is a sort of loose list of five New Year's intentions or five New Year's resolutions that a relationship coach would want for your relationship. And like I said, this is your romantic partnership. But a lot of these, with one exception, you'll recognize it when it comes, are the kinds of things that you could apply in any kind of relationship. The first one is to be willing to do the check-in. And this is a great time of year to do it with your partner. Sit down and have a conversation about where you're at, where you're happy, where you need some work, what's working, what's not working, where you would like to be as a couple. I think that we oftentimes assume, again, that autopilot business, we assume that everything's okay when really there are areas that need some attention. I know that my husband and I had one of these conversations a couple nights ago. And as a couple, we do this as a practice fairly regularly, that this particular check-in wasn't all flowers and roses and romance. I mean, there are some areas in my personal relationship with my husband that we identified that need some attention, that need a little bit of extra energy. And having those conversations can take a lot of courage. They can be a little difficult, but they pay off. So, I mean, my husband and I schedule that kind of check-in. We do kind of a yearly evaluation on our relationship around our anniversary. But I think that, well, I know, I don't think, I know that because our relationship is maybe experiencing some strain of daily life right now. We're putting a relationship check-in on the calendar, maybe quarterly or maybe even monthly for a little while. I mean, we're busy. I've got kids. I've got a job. So does he. We've got stuff. Like, it can get really easy to sort of just, I don't know, skip this part. Like I said, assume that everything's okay. But, Scheduling the time, taking the time, and making the time to sit down and do that kind of check-in or evaluation can have a massive, massive impact on the satisfaction of your relationship. It can let you know where you're doing really, really well and give you a heads up on where you need to be doing a little bit more effort before that becomes a critical problem in a relationship. And this is one of those things that could work particularly well in any kind of relationship. I mean, this is something I could probably do well with, with several of my friends or my business partner or even my parents for that matter, just to check in with my mom and dad and say, hey, how are we doing? How can I support you better? Are you feeling as loved and supported as I want you to be? And have that conversation with them. The regular check-in, and I would say a scheduled check-in, something that you put on your calendar and make time for, would be an incredible intention to set for the new year. My second resolution that I would encourage you to do is along the same vein, only a little bit different, which is do a daily check-in. Now, I think for a lot of couples, this happens sort of automatically maybe at the end of the day when everybody gets home from work and there's like a quick briefing, I would say. And it's usually about, this is what happened at work today. This is what's going on with the kids. This is what broke we need to call a repairman for. And what's up with our plans with your mom for the weekend? Sort of like an agenda check, 
or like I said, a quick briefing. But I think making space in your day to actually have a, a more intimate check-in as kind of a ritual really has as a lovely effect on the overall feeling of your relationship. And that is taking that check-in a little bit further. And because that daily briefing happens usually, like I said, when everybody gets home at the end of the day, maybe your, your more intimate check-in might happen later, before you fall asleep at night or first thing in the morning. And it might be, how are you feeling about the day? Or how did you feel about how today went? You know, what, what's on your mind right now? Like, what are you really thinking about today, these days? How do you feel about what's going on in the world? Are you stressed? Are you excited? Like, what are you most looking forward to? I mean, those kinds of questions, those open-ended questions, create deeper levels of intimacy. And you have to make time to do that. And it doesn't take a tremendous amount of time. I mean, you can have five, maybe 10 minutes once a day that you check in with your partner with some well thought out open-ended questions that might actually help you to get to know someone better that you already think you know really, really well. But it's something that is a little bit more meaty than that daily briefing about kids and money and work schedules. Something that actually, like I said, leads you or draws you into deeper intimacy on a daily basis that intimacy builds, you know, one day on top of the next, on top of the next. And it creates a really firm and fertile foundation for your relationship when you have other things that you need to deal with. That kind of check-in really, really matters. My third resolution that I would give you is, might sound a little bit surprising, coming from a relationship coach when you're talking about relationships. But I would say I would make it, excuse the dogs, I would make it a resolution to spend more time alone. And I don't mean spend time alone doing nothing. I mean spend time alone doing something that really matters to you, something that kind of nurtures your soul, a hobby, a volunteer activity a class you might want to take, and the kind of alone time that actually gives you something to bring back to the table to your relationship. When relationships first start, you have two people that have very unique and interesting things going on in their lives. They're pursuing their own interests. They've got a lot of sort of threads and and pieces to their their whole life and they bring that into a relationship and there's a lot of diversity and a lot of meaty stuff that makes you interesting but the longer relationships go on the less that kind of personal or independent development happens and we tend to become very couple enmeshed but it's the things that we do on our own that we're passionate about that make us really really interesting people so Commit to spend some time on your own doing your thing, the kind of thing that makes you a really interesting woman or interesting man, and that will actually make your relationship stronger. It makes you happier. That makes your relationship stronger. It makes you 
more fascinating to talk to. That makes the relationship stronger. And frankly, we don't need to be together all the time. We do need some alone time, some separate time that goes beyond just work and family and in sort of the daily rigmarole, kind of the daily grind. Alone time where we're developing or working on ourselves is really good for the soul. And it takes two happy people to have a happy relationship. So doing things that make you happy personally can have a tremendous impact on your overall relationship satisfaction. So I'm going to pause for a very quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to hit the last two of these. One of them is romantic relationship only. So we'll be right back. There is no choice in life that will have more impact on your happiness than who you choose to share it with. Everyone wants to find that one big love. However, most people are looking for that love kind of like they would play the lottery. Finding great love is not a game of chance. For Your Soulmate by Lisa M. Hayes is a by-the-numbers guide to finding the love of your life and creating a life you love. Score Your Soulmate is a step-by-step soulmate finding formula that anyone can follow. What you will get along the way is a swoon-worthy life you'll want to share with that perfect someone. You can find Score Your Soulmate on Amazon or your local bookstore. Get your copy and start your journey to happily ever after today. And we are back. So number four on the list of relationship coach, relationship resolutions for 2017. This one is not going to sound surprising, but trust me, it comes up. It came up in the conversation I had with my husband recently. Date night is a thing. In fact, it's a requirement. It is a necessity. If you're not getting some sort of couple time where you are experiencing each other that way, you're going to start referring to your husband as daddy pretty quickly and not in a sexy way, in a, in a very not sexy way. I mean, it's really easy to slip into being business partners or parents or even roommates if you're not getting quality couple time. And date night's hard to do. Like, it is hard to make the time. It is hard to, it's hard to commit to because life gets really, really busy. But the reality of it is, is without that time, you will cease to be a genuine couple. Like I said, you have to experience yourselves in that couple kind of way. And a couple kind of way that is not just a quick roll in the sheets before you go to sleep. You need to be able to go to dinner and have grown-up conversation or go on a walk and stroll and hold hands. You need to be able to have that kind of time. And committing to it is make it or break it. I mean, it's got to be a hard, fast rule. In fact, I would take that one step further. I mean, I really believe that couples actually, yes, need a regular, probably weekly date night. And they probably also need totally away time, like a weekend, once a quarter, at least twice a year. Or a vacation maybe once a year where you're alone without the kids or with other family members or what have you. Because you need time to be able to connect as a couple in a very sustained way. I mean, there's a lot of reasons not to do date night that go beyond just not having time. I mean, maybe you feel like you don't have money. Maybe you feel like you don't have money to go away for a romantic weekend or even to go out for dinner. But you can always find a way to make it happen if it's a priority. 
And I think when I look at a schedule, mine and other people's, if I don't see date night or couples weekends or something like that on the schedule, that tells me a lot about priorities. We can't say we're making our relationship a priority if we're not making time to make it a priority. So, I mean, even if you don't have kids, date night matters. Even if you don't have a lot of distractions in your life, a couple's weekend matters. Because those are the kinds of things that we do in the beginning of a relationship, which really cements that romantic bond. And without it, that romantic bond can start to deteriorate. And that's not a good thing. Bad, bad thing. Bad thing. So, I mean, again, this is something that you could translate into other relationships. I mean, if you have a friendship, you need to make time for that and schedule time to commit to it and to invest energy in it. Relationships with family are the same way. With kids are the same way. But particularly with romantic partnerships, date night and couples time in general is an absolute must. That's number four. And number five, this one is romantic partnerships only. My resolution for you would be, my challenge to you is talk about sex regularly. Just talk about it. Talk about it more. Talk about your sex life. Talk about other people's sex life. Read about sex and talk about that. I mean, intimate relationships require, again, energy. They require focus. But they are also extremely challenging to navigate sometimes. I mean, I've heard it said that the two hardest things in the world to talk about are money and sex. And I think that may be true. I think that those are challenging topics. And it amazes me how you can have two people who share a life and have for years and still struggle to talk about sex and intimacy and desire and fantasy. So the only way to get over that hump is to normalize it to normalize it to the point where it's no longer an awkward conversation. And again, energy goes where attention flows. So the more you talk about something, the more attention it's getting, the more likely you to have more of that kind of intimate connection in your relationship. I mean, just stating the obvious, sex doesn't have to mean intercourse. There's a whole big, giant, wide world of physical intimacy out there that couples can explore and should be exploring. And I think the easiest way to get that flowing in that direction is to, like I said, talk about it often. Talk about it a lot so that you're normalizing it to the point where difficult conversations don't feel that difficult anymore. There's no reason they should be hard, but they are. I mean, it's five tips, just kind of reviewing them really quickly. A once a year, quarter, month sort of relationship check-in where you really talk about your relationship and where you're satisfied, where you'd like a little more attention. A daily, more intimate check-in beyond the daily briefing. You know, some how do you feel about kinds of questions. A date night or a couple's weekend, spending more time alone so that you have something to bring to the table and really re-energizing the, the space around sex and intimacy, those things can have an overall impact of dramatically improving your relationships, especially your romantic partnership. So, again, while you're doing your New Year's planning this year, while you're really putting together what you really want for 2017, 
I would highly encourage you to spend some time, maybe not making full resolutions, but maybe talking about some of these things or implementing some of these things in your relationships. Put some attention and some intention into your relationship for 2017. It kind of creates an insurance policy against the kind of problems we don't want to have in our relationships. It's totally worth spending some time with. And I wish you the best of New Year's. I think we've, we've many of us, mm-hmm. I won't say all, many of us have had a rough go in 2016. But I can already feel that new energy bubbling up, and it feels really, really good. So I am sending you all of my love and my warmest blessings and hugs your way. And if you need me, a relationship coach or an LOA coach to help you get the love you want or a life you love, you can find me at lisamhayes.com. I'm looking forward to connecting with you in the new year. Thank you for joining us on Love, Life, and Law of Attraction. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you back here next week. For more information, you can find me at lisamhayes.com.